a podcast to honor the gods. This better come with a sacrifice. Deus Ex Media. Is so wild today, Harmuth. Can you it's so hear nice. it outside your window? Yes, and I, <laughs> I was just outside, and I was like, I have to go inside. I was like, Can I record outside? Is that possible? With the wind. <laughs> it feels nice, but it is so loud. So I don't know if my mic's picking it up. Um, y'all are in British Columbia, right? No, we're. we're I wish. We're in Winnipeg, I wish Manis, so badly. <laughs> Winter oh, Peg, Manasnoba. I don't know anything about Canada. I just we're had in the in middle of Canada. You said Winnipeg. Yeah, <laughs> is that real? It, <laughs> it, it is. Loves hearing you say that word and I'm like, the it's way so you said that, yeah, Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs> no, Americans are the worst, dude. I've never heard of another country. Oh, like, uh, we're <laughs> north of North Dakota. <laughs> oh, I see. Uh, okay, cool. Is, isn't Canada one of those that's like mainly habitated on the east coast and the west coast, and in between, it's like just kind of. Mm. Uh, not exactly. Dorian Tundra. The okay. the thing is that most of the population lives like within like a hundred kilometers or miles or whatever of the border, and mm-hmm. that is like like Vancouver and Toronto and that kind of area makes up a lot of it. But there okay. are like a lot of other places. Like we're out here, we're just not as big as they are. <laughs> and I'm honestly thankful for that. Like my family is potentially considering visiting family in Toronto, and I really hate that city. I don't want to go there. (laughs) Every time I look at a map and I really look at Canada, I'm like, what? It is so big. What on earth is going on up there? Like snow. (laughs) It is the Northern territories. Like, what is that? It's it's one of the territories currently dealing with wildfires due to, you know, fires. (laughs) We're Americans, so now we're supposed to get mad. Not that you're having a horrible tragedy, but that it's really affecting us. It's affecting us. Mm. No, 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 no. He's joking. He's joking. Oh, my God. Oh, no. We get it. It's fine. (laughs) Sarcasm. If you scroll to the top of Canada, it kind of scroll to the top of Canada. It just drifts away into the Arctic Ocean. Imagine being, you know, like in grade four like a nine-year-old and having to color in the map of canada and all those oh, fucking islands it was so annoying everybody jokes about that serious. and then how like having to write the saskatchewan like sideways <laughs> to fit it into the yeah because saskatchewan <laughs> is this it's, yeah that's so funny it's a really big word but not as big a province so that's so funny mm. and if I, i'm like just scrolling in very randomly into the north of canada and it's like scrolling scrolling scrolling, scrolling we're nothing, we're nothing actually southern canada <laughs> just i i i that's how where i started this adventure was by googling where you are and to me i'm like this makes sense i could live there but if you go all the way to the top it's like what is happening i don't know yeah um thank you for the little geography lesson yeah yeah um churchill um, in our province manitoba is the southernmost point in the world where you can find polar bears so 
That is terrifying. Whoa. If you want to do that, that's cool. No. And they what? don't have Dude. any, like, there's no way. <laughs> no. It's such an isolated community that in the winter, there's no way to get to it. And, like, the trains don't work and stuff like that. So you can only ever fly in. So if you ever want to take a little mini plane oh, to yeah. Churchill, Manitoba. <laughs> is that one of those places where, like, neighbors are required to keep their doors unlocked in case someone gets lost in a snowstorm or anything like, like that? It looks like it's in a national park. You know what? I think park. that feels like a thing. Yeah. That sounds right to me. Oh my gosh. Is that a real thing? I haven't been to Churchill, so I can't confirm it. Is that a real thing in the world, though? That oh, yeah. I, like, in Yukon, yeah. I know for a fact that's a thing. Yeah, and in Alaska, too. There yeah. are places in Alaska that... It's not like a law or anything, I don't think. But like I think there are places that they just do form. it. There's nobody yeah, around, so who's going to steal your anything? Right. Everyone right. literally knows everyone. A bear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, freaking Alaska, where our front doors are unlocked, but our trash cans are locked. Yeah. And everything's loaded. I've never been to Canada, and one day I will, and I hate to break it to you, but it will probably be to Toronto. Oh, gross. <laughs> Go to Vancouver. It's better. But very- Vancouver is... But that's West Coast. It, yeah, it, it's going to have to be Toronto, Ottawa, or Montreal for my um, beginning introduction. Well, you can do Ottawa and Montreal together, because they're pretty are, close. And are those better than Toronto? Uh, much better, yeah. in my opinion. Oh, and Quebec. <laughs> Quebec. Quebec. <laughs> um, it's... Look, <laughs> Fucking, do you know the show Letterkenny? I was going to say I everything I know it. about Kim. I know that's like known as the Canadian show, but I haven't seen it. It's very funny, but the, one of the jokes is that every time they talk about Quebec, Quebec they say, say Quebec? Like 18, They say 18. No, everyone pronounces it a different way. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're all just standing there like Quebec, 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 Quebec. Quebec. I don't know what the truth is. No one does. It's lost to time. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, let's get started. I need to pull myself out of this map of Canada. I, I, to be I've clear, fallen down like the rabbit hole of Canadian geography. I, I didn't realize like when a, you said scrolling that you at that point were like literally scrolling the map. I had a map. I was scrolling. Um, I want to be clear that this is like a special interest of mine is like opening the map and just like investigating, you know. I like, love maps. I should have been a cartographer. Too. Maybe I should still do that. It's not like I've figured out what else I'm doing in life. <laughs> Tina, that's very surface level of you. What? <laughs> oh. just at the map, <laughs> it's the a map sur- joke. <laughs> Geology joke. Topographical humor. That's what I offer. If you don't want to, you like don't have to laugh at his joke. Like, not required. <laughs> don't worry about it. You'll be invited back if you don't. It's fine. Uh, I'm going to get started. Just all spoilers all the time. Feel free to swear, but it's not required. Like whatever you want. You got it. Cool. I require it. I, I will <laughs> judge you harshly. Unfairly, frankly. If we do or don't. If you don't <laughs> swear. if you. Oh, okay. The moment has to call for it, you know? The, when the moment's right. No know. judgment here. Sometimes it can be way funnier to not swear. Like in the Barbie movie where they <laughs> dropped their only F-bomb, but then they bleeped it out, which is so much funnier. <laughs> so much funnier to bleep something out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to get us started at this time. Welcome to the restricted section in which I am breaking up with Harry Potter. And honestly, it's the stupidest breakup I've ever been through in my life, including that time that I dated David Thomas for three weeks, um, (laughs) during which he cheated on me and then dumped me. And then we just went back to being best friends. (laughs) Sometimes you shouldn't date people. Sometimes you should just stay friends with them. 
If you haven't done the reading, don't worry. We did it for you. Here's what we're talking about this week. Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, Chapter 8, Snape, Victorious, in which Harry Potter arrives late to school. Shocker. (laughs) I'm your host, Christina. My co-host today is Andrew. Say hello to the listeners, Andrew. Hi, everyone. I'm very excited to let y'all know that we have some returning guests with us today. We have Harma and Nav from A Song of Ice and Fire Symposium. Harma, say hello to the listeners. Hi. Nav, say hello to the listeners. Hello, listeners. Congrats, listeners. You can now tell them (laughs) apart. (laughs) How the hell have y'all been since you were on the show last? Man, that was definitely like a year ago, right? I think it was just under a year based on the time of how long this... Here, allow me to... Nav. The hearing. Chapter 8 of Order of the Phoenix was October 19th, 2022. Okay, so it's not been quite a year. Harm it. Um, wait, let me see. <laughs> you came on for uh, chapter 27 of the Goblet of Fire, Padfoot Returns, and that was in March of 2022. So it's been oh, a while. Oh, that was like I yesterday. Was, I was miserable. <laughs> oh, my God. I was, what? that was what? like, that was like a terrible month for me. Like, my life was falling oh. apart. But so I'm a I'm lot better sorry. now. No, I just. You did not let it on. <laughs> I had no idea. Well, it was my first time coming on. I had to, had to. Oh my god, pull it together. It was a bad month for you, and I made you read Harry Potter. That sucks. You're a terrible person. (laughs) No, no, it was okay. It was like Oh no, she is. She is. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was like midterm season, and then just like life was happening. And I was like, why? Why is this happening? But we're much better now. Good. I'm very happy for you. You deserve everything. For me, I definitely a in the year, I have really not thought about Harry Potter very much. Congrats. Good. Uh, <laughs> I, I love that for in you. In <laughs> my breakup process with Harry Potter, I'm much further along to a point where I remember coming on for the last time and I was like, oh, this was my favorite book of like three of my favorite books in the series. And now I'm like, eh. Yeah. Eh. Yep. Like it was my favorite when these series used to be my favorite, but now I just, I can't. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, listening to your <laughs> podcast, like his like further helped me kind of proce- go through that process. You know, it kind of fastened, hastened it along. Thank Although God. I am behind, like I'm behind on everything I'm listening to. It's horrible. So you could in fact be further hastened if you are caught up on the podcast. <laughs> Honestly, I should. It's, I, I sh- my plan was to catch up to record this, then I would know exactly like what had happened so far and what is like yet to come. But I have no idea. I just jumped right in and it said, oh, Harry was lying there on the floor. And I was like, oh, <laughs> right, that thing. That's an <laughs> that's what happened. for sure. Um, definitely don't feel bad. I don't think anyone who has ever been on this podcast listens to it. Uh, so <laughs> what? No, I listen to it. I just don't listen to all my podcasts. Like, regularly. I'm not allowed to listen to it. So I cannot be held accountable for that. But y'all have spoilers. Yeah, we do. It's because Harmit on A Song of Ice and Fire Symposium is uh, does not know how Game of Thrones is going to turn up. And that's the kind of thing that I actually just can't not be casually talking about. <laughs> Much yeah. like 
I told you before we started recording that our friend Mary Clay is starting a Star Wars podcast. And every time Mary Clay leaves a room, I feel like me and Andrew make eye contact. And we're like, I almost just spoiled the whole thing. Just, it just casually. <laughs> so Mary Clay has never watched Star Wars then? Not, no, never in her life. No, that's that's not hard for me to believe because both Harmouth and I have also not watched Star We've Wars. Both watched like half of the first movie. That's now the fourth movie. I think I, think. I finished the first Something movie, like but I don't remember any oh of it. Gosh. It's okay. I just remember okay. Mary Clay. I know you're not listening to this, but if you are, or if you like Mary Clay, are trying to avoid Star Wars spoilers, skip ahead to fifteen thirty. I just remember like the costumes and just being really confused. <laughs> That's all I okay, so, um, I actually think, based on what you just said, I actually think. Are you sure you didn't watch episode one, Phantom Menace? Because I feel like the costumes in that are wilder. No, not that they were wild, just that they were like it. Just the production value, the wasn't more noticeable. Super up there. <laughs> not that, okay, like, so then, yeah. So then, that was probably episode four. Yeah. Okay. I think it's so. all coming together now. <laughs> Well, we don't judge you, but we do judge Mary Clay because she's been in this friend group for a really long time and we hang out all the time. And Absolutely. it's like, how will have you? Just- so, but, but like, I imagine that you have Star Wars related conversations all the time. She just never pays attention and thus is not spoiled. I think for one, we don't, don't just sit around talking about like critical theory, really. Like, um, like, like just except for like this Harry Potter podcast, but like, I actually don't feel like we've had a lot of like Star Wars conversations. It's mostly like uh, references and memes more than anything right. else. And I think without the context, she has never absorbed a single one of them. But right. now what's happening is we're all very hypersensitive about it. So someone will let something drop and then everyone's like, oh my God, I can't believe you just said, instead of just letting it go and hoping she doesn't notice, they're like, oh my God, would you look at that? <laughs> they said the thing that you can't hear with your ears. As Harmouth would say, Luke, you are his father. <laughs> <laughs> she quoted, I, okay, quoted no, let the me most tell, famous okay, line to somebody. I was tutoring someone, and I was—I thought I was being so clever, and I was catering the session to their needs because they were like a big Star Wars geek, and I was like, <laughs> oh, you know, my God. and I was like, when you do, I feel like tutoring's the wrong word because it was for musical theater. Coaching. Oh, okay. I don't know. Coaching, but yeah. I was pretty much saying, like, this is, like, the pinnacle. Like, you have to make sure you, like, do a lot of expression. And I was like, think about the Star Wars series. It's, like, the moment <laughs> where he says, Luke. Wait, what did I say? I don't, I don't even I, remember. Wait, what I can't Luke, even you remember. are his father? Something I like that. You I pretty much yeah. said Luke it the father. <laughs> I think that's what I did. So I called Luke the father. And <laughs> this person just stared at me like I was insane. And I was like, okay, clearly that didn't land. Um... <laughs> That's so fucking funny. But isn't Luke, I am your father, also a misquote? It is. Really? Look in your, I don't know what the, the real, the real is, line is. is I never got something there. to the effect of like, look in your heart, you know it to be true. I am your I father. Am, I am your father. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so much longer. So Luke isn't even in there. I mean, he's well, in he's there. In there. Oh, he's, he's in there. <laughs> no, he's holding on for dear life. It's a very long sentence and his like, name in the, is not in, in the dialogue. Right, exactly. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> it's implied. It's an implied Luke. It's that Andrew and I understood what you were saying, but we both made the same lame joke about Luke being in there. <laughs> He's just, in that moment, Luke is giving it his all. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, right, let's go watch Star Wars. I'm down. All right, see y'all later. Um, I know. I guess we have to talk about Harry fucking Potter. And honestly, right. fuck. <laughs> Nav, your speech was an emotional roller coaster for me because you were like, I don't like Harry Potter anymore. This used to be my favorite, but now I don't I, care about I, it at all. I just don't. And I'm like, 
I'm, I'm over the like last time I was on here, I was like still heartbroken, you know, yes. like a part of me still loved it. And the part and then like the logical part of me was like, no, but you can't. And now I'm at the I don't really feel anything about this anymore. Yeah, we are done putting emotions <laughs> into this for sure. For it's, it's really sad sure. given like Harmuth was actually the one who introduced me to Harry Potter. And it wasn't Whoa. until I was 15 that I read those books. Yeah. But like I went into it intensely. Anything I do, I do intensely. For and you. for a few years there, it, it was a big part of my identity. But yeah. Yeah. And then we grow stronger. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need you anymore. But then you got to the part of your speech where you were like, but this podcast has helped me. And I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, because like just, hearing you complain about it is like, you know what? Yeah, I like it. There's other people who feel the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I just the, like very, very real just for a moment. Like every single day, this podcast makes me feel like a bad person. <laughs> and the only thing that keeps me tethered to it is my friends. And I'm just glad that they still like to be here doing this with me, despite it all. <laughs> At least you're in it together. We're in it together, and there's only 16 months left, baby. <laughs> well, now you can start planning, like, what you're going to do next, and there's so much cool stuff there out there. That is so funny, because right before I recorded this episode, I was at dinner with a friend talking about what I'm going to do next. I'm Are really excited. I'm really excited to make a very fun announcement in the next month or two. Okay. I don't well, I know what I can and can't say, so I'm just going to shut up and smile. It's an audio medium, but I feel like people need to know I am purposely <laughs> just shutting up and smiling because no, I, I, I have no idea. So I'm going to be thinking about it the entire time. It's a book series or if it's like a, like a TV movie type thing. Oh my God, Tina. No, tell them now and bleep it all out. <laughs> well, I listen, y'all. I was already planning at the end of this recording to ask you about it because obviously I want to see if you want a guest on it. <laughs> of course I want a guest on it. But I will bleep this out. Okay, okay. Oh god. This fall I'm called and it is going to be shitty. <gasps> I saw your post about it on Facebook or something. Oh, yeah. I forgot I'm Facebook friends with you. <laughs> <laughs> Most of my pod friends are not there. I, f I didn't realize it was for the podcast. Yes. And we're going to be covering other topics like like Andrew and I already recorded an episode about because he was a bastard. And I want to talk about like. Brooke should not be allowed on that episode. That she should just have to hear it from afar. I agree because Brooke loves to It's going to get ugly. <laughs> and that's where I'm going to end the bleep. Yeah, and you need to like go back and forth where like every like fifth word that's just an innocent word you hear. So it's just like beep, 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 beep. Milkshake. Beep, 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 beep. Raccoon. Beep. Star Wars. But yeah, Brooke and Right. Anyways, I feel like you're leading the witness with those specific keywords. <laughs> okay, that's very funny. Um, All right. So anyway, yes, I am already working on my next project. Okay, so okay, desperate cool. as I am to be done with this. <laughs> um, and I made I made a rule today. Me and my uh, yet to be announced co-host 
um, of that podcast made a rule today that we are never fucking mentioning this podcast on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Can't let them know. (laughs) Well, I think it's really admirable the way you're, you know, approaching this series through a lens that it was definitely not written, but like... Thank you know, you. deconstructing it that way. And also just like committing to it because you could have stopped three years ago, <laughs> but you didn't. Have. Should have. And the see, world is better for have. that. See, and here's the thing is like when we started this, we didn't, we did not think it was going to turn into what the fuck do we have to read this week, right? Like I genuinely hope people know that we, we were bright eyed and bushy tailed and so excited. So, if you listen to the first episode of this podcast, it's I like, listened to that one episode multiple times. The kitchen it's, table. It's, so it's, much like, joy. it's like you're standing in the apocalypse and you're looking at a picture of when your family wasn't dead. You know <gasps> yeah. what I mean? It's like, it's like, this is so like, and I, I can't remember if it's that episode or like one really soon after it, where you're talking about like social distancing and all of that oh God, like, yeah. be- mm-hmm. becoming a thing, but not yet quite being a thing. This is like so stupid. I've never mentioned this, but I'm like quite literally haunted by, I just like, I don't remember much of the first episode, but I vividly remember me at the end when we were summing it up, I said, it's really just like coming home, isn't it, guys? And everyone's like, yeah, it really <laughs> yeah, is. It's yeah, just like coming wait. home. And I like, <laughs> I like hear that in my sleep. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I had no idea. Well, sometimes you come home and your sister Annie has murdered everyone the with an real, axe. So, like, you know. The real home was the friends we made along the way. We needed to create it's our true. home. Exactly. It's true. Wow, I don't think I've ever said that earnestly before, but it's literally <laughs> so true. We should really like hammer in all the rom-com lines. <laughs> the rom-communisms. That's a reference. What? <laughs> oh, what? I don't get the reference, but it's still funny. I don't either. <laughs> well, you would get the reference if you would just watch Ted Lasso with me. I, is oh, that so going to be your plug? <laughs> yes, of course it, it is. 100% gonna be my plug. I knew I'm it. I'm on my like fifth rewatch. I can't stop. I couldn't so figure out my own plug, but I knew what your plug was gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> I am unfortunately going to have to ask you to reconsider that because we are not plugging uh, struck work right now. <gasps> oh, oh no, that makes sense. Okay, then I'll think about something else. You got you got like a whole hour to figure it out. <laughs> okay, I'll just be in the background thinking. <laughs> no, it's like so hard because I feel like I mentioned TVs and movies literally constantly. But that's where I escape to. I know. No, I know. Ted Lasso is exceptional. No, I, I, I've read some good books lately. I'll plug those. Yay! I love a yeah. book rack. <laughs> All right, let's get to the fucking book. Okay. Snape Victorious. And as, as Nov mentioned, Harry has just been curb stomped and he's paralyzed on the floor of a train. <laughs> that's like, where, like I when I picked up the book, I was like, oh God, I can't, I forgot that I left you here for like a week. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you actually left him there for us to just jump in there. (laughs) Um, Wow, in my notes, sometimes sometimes I write pretty good notes in my, uh, pretty good jokes in my notes. And then I'm like, but I don't know how to, I'm like laughing in it. I'm laughing at something I wrote six months ago in these notes right now. And therefore I cannot just slide into the joke organically. Like I, I have it's to okay. Like rep- just do what you need to do. I wrote egg and blood on his face. <laughs> <laughs> All that build up for egg and blood on his face. I think that's a good joke. I think that's a good joke. <laughs> it's a good joke. Yes. It's a good joke. It's a good joke. Thanks. Thank you. Um, you also don't have to laugh at my jokes just in case I didn't make that clear. <laughs> 
Um, Harry is under the invisibility cloak. He has been paralyzed by, temporarily by the Petrificus Totalis, um, and he has been curb stomped. And he's just laying there being like, I'm so fucking stupid. This is the stupidest thing that's ever happened to me. This is so fucking embarrassing. And then he's like, isn't anyone looking for the famous Harry Potter? (laughs) (laughs) He does think that. (laughs) And it's like in brackets, like he didn't, as much as he didn't want to think it, he still did. (laughs) Oh my God. It's so funny. Um, yeah, he's like, he's trying to summon his wand um, with like a wordless spell, but it's just not working out. Um, he's he's stuck. He's just waiting to be physically stepped on eventually. I don't remember reading this for the first time, but this time around when he, when he's like, at once came the dispiriting realization that even if somebody looked into the apartment, he would neither be heard nor seen. Mm. And like that kind of unlocked a new fear for me. Like what if I like fall down a ditch or something and nobody can hear me or see me or anything. And nobody just finds Mm -hmm. out until I'm dead. Petrificus totalis reminds me of sleep paralysis. Do any of you experience sleep paralysis? No, Mm -hmm. but I know what it is. Wow. Harmit, do you? No. Whoa. Okay. So let me tell you, it feels exactly fucking like this. Only you're like kind of half asleep. Fun. but like the, the inability to like, I get it a lot kind of, um, I don't know why it sucks. It's like literally the scariest, worst feeling. And also I sleep on my face. So oh, when, no. I'm in, when I am exper- like, I sleep on my stomach. So when I experience sleep paralysis, my face is always like pressed into a pillow. It's awful. Mm. And, um, oh my God, you're that like, must be wow, so I can't breathe. And you literally can't like, breathe. Super literally. And like, it is just like this. I cannot imagine the fear of being like, fully lucid and still not being able to move uh, like I this is so scary to me mm. my dad also gets sleep paralysis so when I get sleep paralysis I'm I kind of just like try to chill it's very hard you're having it feels like you're having a panic attack well, but but you're probably completely dead asleep but like you just try to relax and like usually what I do is try to like wiggle like my little toe or my little finger hoping that Eventually, like, my arm will, like, fall off the bed and, like, jolt me fucking Inception style back into the real world. But usually what ends up happening is my husband hears me being like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> or, like, twitching, and then he, like, sh- shakes me. But my dad also gets has always gotten horrible sleep paralysis, and he has trained himself. <laughs> to like screech horrifically like a <gasps> demon monster so that someone will wake him up. So like shaking you out of it actually works. Like you do. I actually like, up. it's actually, I'll be completely honest with you. It's so disorienting that I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. But, um, I'm not sure if I've ever been successfully shaken out of it or if I was like already coming out of it. And a couple of times I've been super not having sleep paralysis and I just get like shaken awake by my husband. (laughs) Um, But I'm like literally 32 years old. So like I, I have not slept in the same room as my dad for like literally 20 years. You know, that's just like maybe like not the first person in your family you're going to share a room with. And I remember like a couple years ago, we were visiting my brother in LA and my dad and I were sharing a hotel room. Mm-hmm. And I woke up in the middle of the night to like, ah, ah, ah. 
and I didn't know what it was. He had not warned me, and I was but so what scared. If, I what just if threw both a, of you got sleep paralysis stop. at the same That's time. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, I just woke up and threw a pillow at him, and he was just like, oh, oh thanks. And then he, like, rolled over. <laughs> See, no, 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 because now I'm imagining exactly what Nav's talking about, but, like, the, the, the audio file of him, like, <laughs> loudly wailing, and you sounding like a dog having a good dream. Like, <laughs> like geez, Louise. So, anyways, back to our comedy podcast. Well, and the other part of the, um, he's under the invisibility cloak. And like when you're in sleep paralysis, you, at least for me, I'm never like invisible to everyone. Around. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I don't, I don't experience sleep paralysis in a dream or in the real world. Like it's always in like a fucking liminal space that I like cannot pull out of. Like as mm -hmm. if like there is no one there, you know, it's like just me stuck in this hell. And so I fucking feel you, Harry. I'm with mm. you. I've heard of like people like experiencing sightings of like ghosts or something because they're in such like a liminal space that they feel that that's what like I I, I don't know if I believe in ghosts or mm. not I haven't decided yet but like a yeah, lot I'm of people also undecided yeah like that's the that's the space in which they experience sightings huh so that's that, I mean that makes sense yeah because like ghosts are kind of a liminal space being yeah. Isn't the classic like example of sleep paralysis thinking there's like a witch or something at the end of your bed? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that a lot. That's never happened mm -hmm. to me. Well, yeah. You're face down in a pillow. Like. Yeah. Like if, <laughs> if, I, if, if I was like. So there right might side... be a witch behind you. but you just <laughs> There might be. <laughs> well, if I was like right side up and still felt that sense of suffocation, I get why people would be like someone's fucking sitting on my chest. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's never happened to me, luckily, but it is because I don't have sight and I am just <laughs> in this pillow. Um, so enter Tonks to the rescue. Um, guess what? She's depressed and it looks bad on her and we're judging her for it for some Absolutely. fucking reason. Because we hate women in this book. Yes, we do. Yeah. And her new Patronus is uh, pathetic. Isn't that what Snape calls him? Oh, oh my god. god. Okay, we'll fucking, we will fucking get to Snape. <laughs> He's not going to be victorious in this episode. No, he will not. Um, yeah, she looks bad. Like, every time we see her, Harry's like, oof, she looks bad. And then this whole fucking chapter, he's like, I know I should say something. Well, but I Yeah, I'm won't. just not and going to. <laughs> and he thinks that this is because she was in love with Sirius, right? That's his yeah. theory? Well, it becomes Man. his theory, I think. Mm. <laughs> like, has it become his theory yet? I feel like he's like, well, no one could possibly be more depressed about this than me. Unless <laughs> she was in love with him. Yeah. Because no, I, I think it's also after, oh my God, who does he talk to? Is it Lupin? About what? Um, after he talks to Lupin and he's like, this happened to Tonks. And then he is like, it must be over her grief of Sirius. Oh. Like somebody like misdirects I thought her. It, I thought it was Hermione who said that. Mm. Oh. I might, I, be wrong. I might be wrong, though. I have no Here, idea. I, I read this Control one chapter F and then called it a day, so I have no idea. Because he thinks about, like, saying something comforting about Sirius to her, but he doesn't end up doing it, so. Um, I have a note that in... Oh, no. 
Never, never mind. This is like in like four in months. In chapter now. 14 of Goblet of Fire, Harry talks about <laughs> being in love with. Oh, wait. Nope. That's soup. Never mind. He's saying love, he loves the soup. Love, 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 love. I have mentioned love 38 times in these notes somehow. I love oh that. Oh my gosh. Wow. Thanks. They're in love. Oh, I love you. Um, but none of this is talking about series. And now I'm lost in my notes. How do I find <laughs> chapter eight? Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, that's interesting. I don't. I don't remember who said that. I have no idea. Yeah. Um. The she like gets him up and she gets him uninvisibled. Oh, she was like guarding. A quick. Sorry, this is gonna be a tangent, but Good. I can't remember. Have you folks talked about Tonk's ability to like be so fluid with her appearance? Being written by a turf, like the whole, I guess, wow. irony of that. It is very ironic. <laughs> um, yep, sure is. I, I don't think I've ever had someone like draw that connection to me because, I mean, it's like she wrote an answer for trans people and then was like a turf. But I have heard a yeah. lot of my trans friends who have a love for or a history for with Harry Potter talk about the metamorph magus as like, Right. I mean, that's just like trans superpower, you know, or gender. It sure is. Non-conforming gender fluid superpower. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to, because that just occurred to me. And I, I think I'd like thought about it, but I never like voiced it out loud. So it just felt good to say it. Yay. Yay. Okay. Back and to the plot. If a metamorph <laughs> magus in a different, in a different book, in a different world, we'd love that for them. <laughs> <laughs> this context, ah, that just sucks that's a hard, horrible ironic this context irony. leads us to ask questions like oh should i tell tonks that she looks like shit because she should probably know that oh my god and then that's the thing is like she like loses her metamorph magging powers because she's like heartbroken i just don't love that for her it's so yeah. dumb she's so much stronger than that this well, book series hates women so much it's getting really exhausting honestly she, she's only a highly accomplished law enforcement officer with advanced training and things like, you know, <laughs> subtlety and subterfuge. But hey, her heart hurts. She's never acting like a cop. She's never written acting like a cop. She's written falling down and getting heartbroken. I swear to God. Like, it is so yeah. frustrating. We were just talking a couple weeks ago about that chapter, the uh, an excess of phlegm where fucking Fleur Delacour is living with the Weasleys without Bill. And they right. are all of them, including Molly being so fucking mean to her. Mm -hmm. And I'm yeah. just like really sick of the misogyny in these books, man. Yeah. <sighs> Comedy. Anyway. So <laughs> on that note, we gotta, guys, we got to jump off a train. It's moving. This is fun. Okay. They get off. They don't break any more bones except Thank for God. the nose that's already broken. Pre, yeah, pre, the nose came pre-broken. Yeah. Pre-broken nose. And <laughs> Tonks fixes it. <laughs> Sorry. Luckily, Tonks fixes the nose. I did like how Harry has like a little bit of uh, trauma from mm -hmm. uh, what's his face fixing him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> doing it's a bad like, job. Well, and it's it happens every time. Every time that someone <laughs> other than uh, uh, Madame Pomfrey is like, let me fix that for you. He's like, well, eh, eh, maybe. Well, and it's funny because like, I mean, Tonks is basically a cop. And like, if you were in a situation, if my arm got dislocated and a, a random cop was like, oh, let me just put, pop that back well, in for you. I'd be like, a oh, random no, cop no. though. She, he knows 
Tonks. It's yeah. true, but I don't think he knows. Yeah, but if still, he's kind of just a pushover. Powers. He is a pushover. <laughs> like I always Very forget. So. Like, like every there's time. no there's no thought process where he's like, does she know how to do this? He's just like, okay, I guess. Like because he doesn't want to offend her, so I guess there's no reason to advocate for your rights in healthcare. <laughs> I guess he doesn't want to upset her further because he already doesn't know how to handle this. So <laughs> you know, yeah, emotions. Ooh. No, this is part of. I don't know. This is part of why I always identified with Harry because he's such a pushover to such yeah. a degree, and I was like, "Wow, I would do that." But I know that I should. But then it, it's like, oh. as soon as he does it, I turn into Snape, where I project my own shit onto other people. <laughs> it's like, but when it's myself, I'm like, "Why would I do that?" But then as soon as he's doing it, I'm like, "Harry, you have to stand up for yourself." But, <laughs> and like the same thing where like. Like, he's, like, talking to, or, like, you know, their entire interaction, like you said, he's, like, I should say something. I should say something. But he's, like, it's just different than, like, the last time I saw her. And it's, like, sometimes I'm just, like, if I can't say the perfect thing, I shouldn't say anything. Mm. Like, that's my mentality. I need to tell you, like, I've never related to anything less in my life. I I will keep talking at all costs. And, like, so, Harry yeah. would rather die than speak up. Like, he really would. <laughs> Harry needs to listen yeah. to uh, John Mayer and say what he needs to say. No. No, thank you. Why, John Mayer? <laughs> oh, my God. Because whiny white boys know the best life lessons, okay? I can't. Isn't that the whole song? <laughs> say what you need About 57 more times, yeah. Say what you need to say. <laughs> say what you need to say. Oh, God. You're welcome. You're welcome. That was listeners. so spot on. You're you welcome. might get copyrighted. <laughs> <laughs> Those lyrics are solid. No, throw a little helium on that and it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> they they start walking up to the school and Tonk sends a Patronus ahead to send a message. It's a giant four-legged creature. Yeah, for the first right. time he can't actually tell what a Patronus is. What every other time in this book, it's been like, well, clearly that's a stag from 150 <laughs> yards. Yeah, it'll be the most obscure <laughs> animal ever, and, and he'll like, be like, yeah. it's this specific type of species. But no, was that a Patronus? What is uh, this one though? It's I know that her Patronus has changed, but what it's it, changed is to it? like a wolf or a werewolf, like something. Like, yeah. I don't think it, I don't think it can be a werewolf because a werewolf is a humanoid. So it's just a wolf. It Whatever Patronus is just Lupin, but it's like he's not in werewolf form. It's just like a guy. <laughs> just a person. It's just some guy it's on all fours. Remus's head just like floating quickly through the night. Harry's <laughs> oh like, what is that? Oh my God. That reminds me of the singing busts in the Haunted Mansion m- movie and ride. <laughs> um, okay. So, le- so it's a yeah. wolf, I guess. And yeah, it's because so. she loves a wolf, and that's exactly what. Because at one point later, I think Twilight. he thinks back to it, and he thinks it's maybe um, like a dog. Yeah. Or oh yeah, for serious. Okay. Yeah, so it has to be dog-like enough that it's yeah. And he says like um, four-legged creature. <laughs> yeah. Like what? I said like can enough. Like like in like. Lycanthropy is werewolf vicious. Yeah. Being werewolf. Anyway, yep. that, that was, was an that was as much. That was exactly <laughs> what that joke deserved. Well that was the word done. Play. 
<laughs> this is really random, but there's an Auror mentioned, just like very in passing, whose name is Proudfoot. Yeah. Like in um the, uh, what is that? Uh, fellowship? Or is that? Yeah, it's Fellowship. Yeah, because it's at his birthday party. Proud feet. You guys know what I'm talking about? Fellowship no. of the Ring. I, I, I just reminded me of Padfoot. Like, oh, it's um, like. Have you seen Lord of the Rings? No, no. Okay, well, it's fine. But there's, there, <laughs> but you know I've got what, a podcast for you. You know what hobbits look like, right? And they have big hairy feet, right? You've seen yes, a picture yes. ever, <laughs> and they're at like a birthday party and like. Bilbo Baggins is doing toast and he's like to this family and to this family and to the Proudfoots and then the fucking Proudfoot patriarch is like proud feet and then he puts his nasty hobbit feet up on the table. Oh, <laughs> I see. Okay. Thanks for laughing. Nice. The plural of foot is one. feet. How clever. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, a lot of listeners but out they there They mentioned like me. a couple other People just like, oh, and that guy there, and uh, that guy there. And I'm like, Dolish. Who? That guy Dolish who gets fucking, he's got, Dolish is like always getting destroyed for the cause, <laughs> and he does not get a single line of dialogue. <laughs> I do not remember these people at all. Dolish it's okay. That's completely like, fine. I feel like when they need a rant, like when Junior, which is what we're calling her this year, this season, when Junior. she. When she needs a rando, she's like, Dollish, give me this one guy. And he fucking goes through it. And he, oh. we never see him. Mm. Oh. So when they get to the school, they can't get in due to the tightened security. Like the front the front door is locked. I guess that's like really tight security. <laughs> um, and fucking I mean, Harry, Harry proudly is like, Mora. <laughs> like he is a genius. He's so like confident about it. Like no big deal what at a all. Dumbass. It's not like Voldemort's like roaming the streets or anything. <laughs> like Voldemort has never heard of Aloha Mora in his life. Well, and again, he's with a trained or and he's like going around like, don't worry, Tonks, I got this I one. Got Let me this. use my first year spell that will surely work. Hey, at least he's not trying system. to disarm the gates, you know? Oh my gosh. That would be his, that would be his next step if he, he was definitely would. <laughs> I think those are the two spells he knows. Well, I, and the Patronus but, smell, uh, spell. Can't forget the Patronus. That got him extra <laughs> points on his defense against the Dark Arts Owl. <laughs> oh my god. So Snape come to, comes down to fetch him. Tonk sent a message via Patronus. She meant it for Hagrid. And Snape is like, I intercepted it, but I actually feel like Snape like read Draco's mind when Draco was coming into the school and was like, oh, fucking Harry. Because yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, like, how would, sh so she sent it like to a location? Because if she sent it to Hagrid, I feel like the Patronus would find Hagrid no, no matter, matter where on the ground yeah. he is. But I also think that Hagrid, if Snape was like, I got it, dude, Hagrid would be like, sounds great. Like, I think that Hagrid trust Dumbledore so well, much that he does not <laughs> is not threatened by Snape. If Dumbledore right. trusts Snape, then I'll let him go and fetch Harry. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think Snape was like, oh, I wanna, I'll want i go do it because this is a great opportunity to roast him because I just read mm -hmm. Draco's mind. Oh, and in, yeah. a, in addition to all the pervy shit he's dreaming about, he's also thinking about how he just fucking curb stomped Harry in the train, which is also, he's thinking about it pervily because he was flirting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my. Also, Draco's boasting about it to everybody, so I don't even know if you have to read minds. You can no, just like listen to mind. the crowd. No, he read his mind. <laughs> Obviously, he's talking about it so loudly. He's like miming it. It's like not hard. Yeah. 
Draco's thoughts are just like a Chuck Tingle novel list. It's like, and then I pounded him in his face. <laughs> <laughs> then he's going to pound me. That's not a smart move on Draco's part. Like he left him in the train, you know, kind of hoping that nobody would find him. And then he's out here really loudly talking about how he <laughs> left Harry Potter abandoned on the train. Mm-hmm. He doesn't yeah. know how to crime well. He really he does. It's true. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah, this book will really prove that. <laughs> like, he goes and he gets this great revenge on this dude and then immediately turns around and has to be like, everyone, look what I did. I did a thing. Yeah. And it's, it's like, like, okay. Um, What's that quote? Oh, my God. I was just about to drop a Game of Thrones quote without even thinking about it. <gasps> well, well, I think you should. I think you should go for it. Within the... Half first half of the third book, then you can say it. Man, that's right on the line, though. I <laughs> think you should say it because it's not like I'm gonna Why remember don't you it. Text it to me, and I'll tell you. This is on, too much. See, I keep wanting to make I keep wanting to make jokes about like <laughs> things that didn't happen in the book, and then like I oh. realize that I can't even make the joke because in this universe, who knows what could happen. Uh, and then I can't even explain what I was thinking of because, like, <laughs> then you'll know that a certain thing does. Oh, See why man. you can't listen to this podcast, Harmouth? Yeah, no, it really just. <laughs> I really think I I honestly think that to spice up our podcast, I should start trying to get spoilers that aren't like big. Uh, no, no, listen, listen. <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out. That aren't like. Yes, that's no, exactly listen, why everybody loved listen, your reaction listen, to listen. the Red Wedding because you were spoiled. Up. It's okay. Listen, so. Like, I get, like, spoilers that don't matter. Like, oh, like, John gets a weird haircut in season four. And then... <laughs> he totally does, then, though. <laughs> spoiler! And then when we get to season four, we, you try... Like, we keep, we keep, like, a counter. And then I see how many of those little spoilers I actually remembered. Because I can guarantee Wait, you it'll be zero. Harmit, that's no. really funny because I do that with the own books I read personally is when I pick a book to read, I open it to a random page in the middle and I read one paragraph and then I'm like, that's <gasps> fucking weird. And then I read the book again and then I'm like, oh my God, this paragraph makes so much more sense now. Wait, <laughs> I love that. Oh my God. Um, this quote is from A Storm of Swords. That's book three, chapter like- 53. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah you there. can. We've covered we're it. At like 50 okay. or something. Um, why the hell was I talking about this, though? Um, the quote is Tywin Lannister. Any man who must say I am the king is no true king at all, which is a <laughs> fucking okay. amazing quote. And I yes. think um, so the reason I brought it up is because of Malfoy, like bragging about what a bully he is. It's like yeah. if you have to keep like telling everyone <laughs> yeah. that you're like a cool bully guy, then you're like not good at it, I guess. I say that in a different mm-hmm. form every day in my everyday life. That was a weird I sentence. It. I hope that made sense. <laughs> it made, no, you got it. <laughs> I like every day I find a way to say that somehow. He, he's doing that thing that you see in shows like the first 48 where someone will like kill someone and then immediately go around and start telling everyone that he killed someone. And then it's they a great look way to so get arrested. Yeah, they look so surprised when the cops show up and they're like, how do you know? <laughs> it's like, well, dude, you just told a bar running like mouth. the entire yeah. bar. He was hoping they'd be too drunk. Come on, give him some credit. <laughs> Look, that's Jake. Jake doesn't like you. You hate Jake, and you just told him you killed this is someone. Very specific. Yeah. Who is Jake? Are you living through He's this? He's not here anymore. <laughs> just so gonna say, Jake's not gonna reply to that. <laughs> so Snape is like, your new Patronus is fucking dumb. What does he say? What's the word he uses? 
I was interested to see your new picture. The new one looks weak. Looks weak. Weak. Yeah. Okay, so he didn't go full pathetic, but weak is like. I think I like like, uh, embellished a little in my (laughs) Yeah, but think about the way he would have said it. It's pretty much the same. Yes. Imagine Alan Rickman delivering that. Um, And the spit coming out of his. I feel like that's him saying like she is weakened by her love affair with Lupin. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's like, who cares what you think? (laughs) First of all, does anyone in the order actually know that they're together at this point though? Um, I think, well, okay, like so the Weasleys know, like the parents. I I think Molly and Arthur know. Well, I could see Molly and Arthur being way more recognizing of something like that because it almost makes more sense if he doesn't, if he thinks that it's serious, right? Because if he thinks that it's serious, then he's being a total dick bag oh, and being yeah. like, "You're weak to be mourning him still," oh. you know. Whereas, well, and that actually makes more sense because I mean, Sirius was the one who was really antagonistic with Snape. Like Lupin mm-hmm. has always been a very mild, like mediator type, and so it's like, I don't know, he Snape's a bad guy, but it's like, I I have a hard time being. No, I'm just a good person, but I just wouldn't be mean to someone who wasn't mean to me first. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, Snape's, he's just harassing Harry. He takes 50 points for the tardy, 20 oh, points for not wearing but robes. But also, didn't Harry, like, at one point in, I think, book two, argue the fact that term hasn't officially started, so their point, they can't, hmm. like, lose points? I remember them saying that, but I don't remember if it worked. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it worked, because then they got sandwiches mm, yeah. in, like, McGonagall's <laughs> office or something. Oh, huh. But that's also saying that to your head of house who secretly really likes you a lot versus <laughs> yeah, saying it true. to Snape. And like, uh, I feel like... I would take this info and take my appeal to McConnell. Yeah, but now... <laughs> right, right, right now, but I feel like now it's like, it's almost a show of how much he doesn't even care about that anymore. Like, that was his biggest concern in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's But true. now it's like, who the fuck cares if I've lost 70 remember, points, you know? Remember, like, the, the lowest moment of Sorcerer's Stone is when he loses all those points and everyone's mm-hmm. mad at him. That's exactly. like his worst yeah. moment. Exactly. But, and now it's okay. like, okay. But about that moment, that's also when they, like, Neville, they have to, like, you know, petrify Neville and kind of, like, oh, yeah. betray him. So I felt, I for me, that moment was more about their friendship with Neville than, like, the points. Um, I'm talking about when they lose all the points after, like, the whole troll incident. Yeah. Oh, and then Neville's part comes after that. Yes. Yep. Because he tries to stop them from losing more points and they're just... (laughs) They're like, but we're gonna. Yeah. (laughs) I I had a thought about this that really was bugging me and I'm hoping that you all might be able to shine some light on it. Snape says something to the effect of like, no house has ever been negative this early in term. And here's my thing. I was going to say, the very nature of how this system works... Unless, like, one house straight up and rebelled and revolted against the system of Hogwarts itself. Which would be amazing. Fantastic. But you would perpetually get these points coming in. The only time it's really possible to be negative, unless you do something catastrophic, like, well, I exterminated every living animal in this castle. Like, yeah, you might lose a thousand points then. But otherwise, like, wouldn't the beginning of term be the only time you could have negative points? Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Right? Like, because otherwise... That makes sense to me. Building them up. Because they should be accumulating them. Yeah. 
Yeah, that makes sense. So unless you like go on a stabbing spree, you're probably not going to like lose <laughs> enough points all at once to take everything away if it's later on in the year. But you can't tell me there's never been a stabbing spree. Well, it's not like oh, they absolutely. have math at Hogwarts. So <laughs> <laughs> no, the, ca- the castle does the math for them. Like they don't Ooh. do anything. Like the castle just yeah. Um, but who moves. built the built the system for the? Castle. The one like, guy, the one guy who the ever one guy learned who math. math. Oh the great God. wizard Cassio from many years ago. <laughs> Not Cassio. Cassio oh the God. wizard is the one who put that charm into effect. Um, and then like I, I think it's important to always remember for the whole rest of this book series that we know for a fact that every. That Snape is like reading Harry's mind non-consensually like every time they're together. All the time, yeah. Like constantly. And it's like, that's just, like, that's so inappropriate. It's a horrific power dynamic. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's the Professor uh, X problem. To draw a parallel to Game of Thrones, it's like Bran working into Hodor, Mm -hmm. which is something that has only recently happened on our podcast. shit. Which is... A very, you know, it's a grave violation yeah. of his autonomy. And that's, it's kind of like that. Except Harry can't even feel that it's happening. So it's like, it's not even worse, but it's, it's bad in a different very way. Very bad. Yeah. Different, yeah. Lots of different kinds of bad. Yeah. So then in his lessons, it's always portrayed as like when he gets hit with the spell that he like has these memory flashbacks, right? I think he's doing it like at that point, doing it more intensely to. Yeah. Okay. Cause that's, yeah. that's going to be my thing is like, I thought he did know when it was going on. No, I think Snape is constantly reading everyone's minds. He's one of the most powerful legilimens out there. I think that the only reason Harry knew it was happening is because Snape was like, hello, this is happening to you now. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's different when you're just reading like surface level thoughts that he's having right now, as opposed to trying to yeah. dig through like his childhood memories kind okay. of thing. Yeah, because, gotcha. like, don't forget, like, Snape is constantly doing legilimens and occlumency, like, and it has to be subtle because he's he's tricking Voldemort with it. Like, there's no way right. that you can just always tell when someone's doing it to you because he's he's better than Voldemort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Put that on his grave. Better than Voldemort. Better than Voldemort. So Harry finally enters the Great Hall. Um, everyone's looking at him and he's like, why are they looking at me? And then Hermione's like, you are completely covered in blood. Like it like it is it it's serious. What is happening? You look like it's you like, just went to a UFC fight and fought before coming into the castle. <laughs> yeah. You look like you just got fucking punched directly in the face. <laughs> I wonder why. That's why everyone's looking <laughs> at you, dude. Like his self-awareness is it's just like, man. I like. I think even if I hadn't just gotten beaten up, I would still kind of just make sure I looked right before I walked into yeah, a room like, full of like four hundred people. Hermione does a very simple spell to clean it up. Harry could do that. Harry has never learned that spell. It's called weaponized incompetence. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know what? You're right. He does you not know right. how to clean. <laughs> well, and it, he doesn't. I, I don't know if you all have ever had blood splattered all over your face, but like if that happens and it dries, you're gonna be like anytime you move your face. You feel You're it. Feel you feel the it. dried blood. So like, I've never had blood all across my face, but I, <laughs> I have literally had jizz all across my face. <laughs> it's, it's not like dissimilar. <laughs> like you, if you let it dry, you can feel it. This is my TED talk. 
Jizz or blood? That's guys. I don't usually <laughs> surprise myself, but I said that out loud, and that's shocking. I could see it in your face. You were like, <laughs> I, I like, guess I'm really saying happening. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh look, the roller coaster is at the top of the track. But I mean, Only like, it's not like it's now. like a surprise. Like if you ask people if that had happened to me, I mean, who? It's like, yeah, <laughs> probably had just crossed my face. So, um, oops, too late for dinner. He gets dessert for dinner. Um, it literally, he's like, it's like actually so tragic. He's like because reaching, he's for, reaching it. for it. And it like slips through. It's like trying to catch smoke. It's like trying to catch smoke with your bad oh, fingers or whatever that, was, that guy says. That was the saddest moment for me in this chapter. This would be my villain yeah. origin story. Like I, if I'm <laughs> reaching for food and I don't get it. No, like, I don't I know how he just like, stayed calm. <laughs> he's, because he's, he had sweets. Because he's a 16 years old, so his yeah. metabolism is still just like 100 miles per hour. And he's like, I'm going to have fucking pie for dinner or whatever he's eating. What is, doesn't matter. To say at 16 years old, I would have like been mad for a third of a second. And then I would have been like, ooh, sugar. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, for sure. I'm going I'm to just have not as cream big of a fan dinner. of like sweet things as I am of savory things. So. Well, I want to be very clear that today I would much rather have dinner than dessert. I also yes. cannot do sweet things like that anymore. But when I was 16, yes. For oh, sure. hell yeah. Mm-hmm. What's happening? I think my friend, all my friends, I don't know if I've told you guys this, but every Wednesday, all my friends have a movie night in my living room while I'm recording. What? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> so I guess Andrew's not one of the, your friends who has a movie night in the living room. I have a different movie yeah, night. Yeah, Andrew comes to a different movie night, but my husband invites like his friends over and they're also all of my best friends because he only trusts women. And but they they <laughs> they watch scary movies, which is not my preference. So that's what yeah. that's why they do oh. it when I record. But also it's like I still have her horrible FOMO. And my friend Becca just texted me from my living room that she's cuddling my cat, the one who doesn't like to cuddle. Oh <laughs> Pepper. Or Pepper? Yes, Pepper. Oh, not Cora. Cora the would rather die. Such betrayal. <laughs> uh, Becca. I hope she heard that. Get your she's shit together, Pepper. Like, what? what is that? What's it called? Breaking. What is it? Oh, my God. I tried to make a Song of Ice and Fire reference and it didn't even work. Breaking guest right? Is it guest right? I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> oh, guest right. Yeah. Okay, it is guest right. <laughs> yes. Your friend is yeah, breaking totally. guest right. You can't just do that. Yes. Oh, my God. You're so right about that. I should challenge her to a duel. (laughs) (laughs) Not murder her whole family and army (laughs) while she's (laughs) under the guise of safety. (sighs) Again, I'm just afraid to open my mouth and say anything. I know. It's good. Okay, sorry. I should stop. I'm 99% sure I know what you're referencing, but I don't want to just say it. Okay, we have just... See, red the red the wedding. Oh but my god! Don't okay. talk more. Shut okay. up, Harmon. Are you okay? <laughs> no. After the red wedding, the only reason we are still doing this podcast is because I I don't know. It was like half me, half Nav. But the only reason I'm still doing this podcast is because we did fun stuff after red wedding. So now I've like for kind of forgotten the red. Not forgotten, <laughs> but like you know what I mean. It's like it's, oh, that we didn't did really happen. Thing. We planned our recovery process. We yeah. do the same thing. We we finish a book. Someone important dies. We watch the movie, and then I release a bunch of the shitty bonus episodes we did throughout that season. Um, <laughs> I think last break. Uh, I think it was last summer. I released an episode that was like Harry Potter for beginners, where I asked my friends who had <laughs> never read Harry or watched Harry Potter to describe Harry Potter to me. Like you gotta, 
You gotta take a chill pill before diving back into the story. You gotta re- recalibrate a little bit. Take yeah. your breaths. Take breath. We watched the first episode of the show. Really? As a reward for the Red Wedding. <laughs> that is very adorable it was also our hundredth episode and we were like well we just watched this terrible thing let's go watch an even more terrible thing (laughs) oh my god it's like how they say you're supposed to play tetris if you have something traumatic happen right oh yeah they're showing that it can like help you prevent uh ptsd and stuff yeah that's it's so funny. That's the second time I've heard that in the last two weeks, and I had never heard of that before. So wow. it's I feel like it's one of those pieces of not like every so often there's certain things that go like socially viral, like little tidbits mm-hmm. of information and or like a trivia fact or something like that. Andrew, you don't hang out on the internet that much. We just call that regular viral baby. I mean, I'm on Reddit <laughs> all day long. But like there, it feels like there are certain things that just like Flash, and then everyone knows them within two weeks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I do get what you're saying. Which is also where I read it. It's also where I saw the thing about playing Tetris. I think it was like two weeks ago, so. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Um, I, too, saw that somewhere else independently within the last three months. Uh, Anyway, it's time for Dumbledore's speech. (laughs) (laughs) It's time for Dumbledore's speech. Um, he's like, what's up, gang? Flapping his arms. And then everyone's like, oh, my God, his hand is dead. And he's like, oops. Yeah. <laughs> and he puts it in his sleeve. And he's oh, like, fuck. don't know what that is. <laughs> Didn't mean to put that up. <laughs> so Hermione raises the fact. They're like, why is it still injured? It looks like deader and not better. And Hermione <laughs> says that, like, some injuries, like, cannot be cured. Like, there might be, like. Uh, it might be cursed or like it might be a poison with no antidote. Like it, this could be bad. And Harry's like, that's probably nothing. Yeah. Hermione goes, I have some exposition. And Harry's like, nah, fuck that. Nah. Draco must be a death eater, but Dumbledore's fine. Dumbledore's fine. Um, Information. I don't want that. <laughs> now you want the- me to like change my views based on new inputs? Out of here. Yeah. Hard pass on that one. You're talking science. Science not real. <laughs> Definitely not it's in this fake world. news. <laughs> so Dumbledore does his regular start of term announcements. And he says that anything bought at Weasley's Wizard Weeses is prohibited. And I think that the twins would be fucking delighted to hear that. We I love like to think, the promotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I like to think Dumbledore actually included this in his speech because he wanted people to oh, go and buy it and support. Oh, my God. 100%. That's so cute. And, <laughs> he would. The way that he says it is so telling, too, because what he actually says is something to the effect of, like, Mr. Filch would like me to say mm-hmm. that everything <laughs> yep. from... Like, at no point does he endorse the message that it's all banned. He just would like... Like, this guy wants me to tell you that everything from that place is yeah. banned. And yeah, mm-hmm. and so in case you weren't aware it was a thing, now you are. So exactly. do with that yeah. as you will. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Freaking... Like, and especially saying, oh, Filch asked me to say this. And yeah. that's going to make all the students be like, oh, Filch yeah. says it. Of course I shouldn't do it. Like, <laughs> That's so true. He's like, I, how can I put so much less authority into this? Well, Filch says, you know, yeah. you know, he brings all his paperwork to me and it goes directly in my trash can. <laughs> that's like true, though. I mean, we don't know. But Filch we talks know. about sending all his paperwork to Dumbledore and I'm like. 
I don't know. What? Does Dumbledore, Dumbledore does not look at that shit? <laughs> oh my God. Does he file it? Does he trash it? Like, does he, does he, file he puts it, it in the vanishing it? cabinet? He just gets rid of it. Oh my God. Now I'd like to imagine a world where like one of Snape's jobs is that he has to take the shit from Filch <gasps> and like catalog it in a cat in like a cabinet that he knows goes nowhere. No wonder he's so bitter. And that's why he's so <laughs> mad all the time. And he's like, I've got to file this fucking court and it doesn't even matter. Just like putting it away and knowing for a fact that Dumbledore just has the house elves use it to start fires or something like (laughs) everyone just needs to make Filch feel a little bit important. Oh my gosh. Um, Dumbledore goes on to announce Slughorn as the new potions teacher. What? And that would make Snape the defense against the dark arts teacher. And Harry is like, no, No! like really loudly. (laughs) That that is the last like that's the straw that breaks Harry's back is he's like no my one thing I loved and the person I hate. I mean, oh. at least the job is jinxed, I guess. Yeah, we get a little bit of uh, unintentional foresh or unknowing foreshadowing here because uh, like the whole fucking plot of the book basically <laughs> the ending is laid out. What do you mean? He's like, well, I hope that, uh, or not this book, uh, next book. The whole idea of like, well, I hope it, you know, it kills him. And it's like, well, staying at Hogwarts will eventually kill him. So that's true. <laughs> oh, it, oh, it will. If he hadn't well, taken this job. Um, um, well, I think he actually like leaves Hogwarts dramatically and then dies yeah. because he left the protection of the Hogwarts. What do you mean? Not to, not to, um, actually, you. <laughs> well, I guess. In charge or something at that point? Yeah, but he still leaves. Oh, you mean he like, leaves two he, twice? Like he leaves when he first kills Dumbledore. Like he kind of flees, yes. and then yeah. he comes back and he's headmaster. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. then, like, all the evil people are, and in, then he flees. You know. And uh, and that uh, and that I think that chapter is called like the sacking of Severus Snape or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. And like honestly, I don't. And he like flies out of the window like a bat. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a lot of things in the movies that I really fuck with. You know what I mean? Because like the movies are just kind of like mildly fine the whole way through and like I'm having a good time. But mm-hmm. one of, there's a couple moments that I really do fuck with. Um, and they're all in this in the last one, I feel like. Um, because in the movie, when him and McGonagall, when Snape and McGonagall start dueling and the whole school is like, oh, shit <laughs> and everyone like stands scene back with like Maggie Smith. yes and then um he's deflecting her spells and he deflects one of her spells into the two bad guys he's like who are mm-hmm. the fucking yeah. caros and then he fucking dips out the window and it's like so subtle it's so well done it's i literally could like watch it on a loop i'm like oh my god he really just <laughs> did that he nobody even said anything he just did it yeah, that's a good scene. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. The man's got skills, whether or not you like him. <laughs> Nav, do you think that's chapter eight of the next book? <gasps> I really hope. Oh, no, it's definitely, it's definitely not. Because it's, it's like not. the last. <laughs> it's like at the end. But we, we forgot to mention. I almost got the, excited. We forgot to mention at the top of the episode that Nav always comes on for chapter eight. So Yeah, it's Aww. been the tradition since book three. It's true. So um, <laughs> they'll be back. For, oh, remember the wedding. That's what it is. Ooh, okay. I'll take the and that, wedding. That one's That's a fun. Good one. It's a good and chapter. It has that, a lot of tidbits. That is in 
May, so. <laughs> and it's got Luna being then. Luna. Oh, yeah. Oh. oh, it's got, oh, my God. It has so many just, like, little, it's like a little charcuterie board of all these fun things that have happened throughout the, because Victor Crumb is there, and, like, Silly Luna, and, like, a couple characters And Harry's, like, disguised as a Weasley Which cousin or I something. I so <laughs> wish they had done that in the movie. That's so funny. He's Barney. He goes by Barney. Barnley. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> But everybody forgets to call him Barney or whatever. <laughs> and they like call Harry. him Harry. Yeah. And like Harney. Or like, yeah. Um, and then, okay, at the end of his speech, Dumbledore mentions Voldemort, of course. You gotta. He's like, remember last year when nobody believed me? Well, I'm gonna do that speech again. How about you believe me this time? <laughs> yeah, there's <What>? nobody to <clears throat> me this time. Yeah. Um, You did that so non, like, you, you did that like so like, Cutely and normally that I was like, what are they doing? But I, right, like, I I do not have the um, a- the deep yeah like <laughs> I don't have the acting skills. I can't I can't remember her name, the actress, but she did a good job. Imelda Staunton. Yes. What a bad bitch. Oh my god. I love her. <laughs> yeah. So um. It's bedtime now. Hermione goes off to be a prefect, but Ron doesn't have to be a prefect. You know why? Because Hermione's being a prefect. So (laughs) he'll never have to because she's just doing it. And she's doing it because she knows that he probably won't. Ron, take some goddamn responsibility. I was so mad at him. Dude, I'm mad at Dumbledore because Ron should never, ever have ever been a prefect. Yeah, and neither should Harry, to be fair. It should have been Dean Thomas is the only... Dean Thomas or maybe Neville. Yeah. Neville would have been... Yeah. Great. Yeah. I think this would be, you know, like how he like really flourishes in the last book because he gets that responsibility. He, if he had gotten that in book five, he could have flourished sooner. Yeah, could have flourished. So, um, Ron and Harry like walk together. Um, Harry like hangs back. He's like, I'm not trying. (laughs) I'm not doing this. I'm just gonna wait a minute and walk later. Um, but they're talking about what happened to Harry and. Harry's like, you'll never believe what Draco <laughs> said. He has a mission from Voldemort. And Ron is like not impressed. And Harry's like, that's fucking dumb of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the one time, the one time in the whole series that Ron doesn't react over. Like, like overreact. Yeah. Overreact in the affirmative for Harry. Like, yeah, you won't believe this. Oh yeah, man. It's this crazy thing. Oh uh-huh. Draco's working yeah. for Voldemort. What? Oh, oh okay. Oh, I, I accidentally escalated it. <laughs> um, and then Hagrid approaches them. Just to end the chapter on a bit of a light, fun note. Um, he's We learned he's, he's still caring for Grop in the forest. And then he's like, I can't wait for Care of Magical Creatures with my best friends. Can't wait to see you tomorrow. <laughs> And then as he's walking away, <clears throat> Harry and Ron both realize that they did not sign up for Care of Magical Creatures. Hermione didn't either. And it's because that's not what their career paths are. Why on earth would they do that? <laughs> yeah. Also, doesn't Hagrid have like a registration exactly. like, class list or something? <laughs> he hasn't looked at that. He just assumed okay, his well, star pupils and stuff. I just quick question. I just need to know. Can Hagrid read? Yeah, yeah, he writes Harry letters all the time. He yeah. does write Harry letters. Okay. I was thinking about it and I was like, I've never seen him with a textbook in his hands once. <laughs> but well, you're right. he they had that the monsters. Yeah. Monsters. Monsters. yeah. 
Oh my god. Guys, I don't know anything about Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) I used to know too much and it's slowly fading and I'm okay with that. But I was listening to that episode where I think Mots did the trivia. If it was trivia, it It was was Mots. It was a bonus episode. Oh yeah, the hardest trivia ever episode. Yeah, and like some of that was just ridiculous. Like nobody should ever know any of it. But there were some that I was like, at one point I used to know this. And I knew none of them. I think um I think our next wait, let me check my little calendar real fast. Give me a moment. It's like in two weeks or something like that. Hold on. Shh shh shh. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> You're gonna cut that out anyways. And this one comes out. You're being shushed. Um, Are you gonna just wait, take that, Andrew? Yes, because Ooh. I accidentally Ooh. once shushed her wait. and I'm still <gasps> scared of the repercussions from um, it. So. You, you did it during a movie in my house and yep, I, I wasn't, wasn't satisfied you with that one. You broke the guest right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Actually, our very next Patreon bonus episode, which comes out not this Saturday, but next Saturday, the 16th, um, is another ridiculous Mott's quiz. Mott's oh, chaos no. quiz. <laughs> oh my gosh. And what is the title of this one? I'm not going to give it away, but it's like way <gasps> okay. more random than the, it's not like a super hard quiz. It's a quiz <laughs> about something like very specific. So if you want to listen to it, sign up for our Patreon. $5 a month, baby. Gives you monthly bonus episodes and access to our Discord server, which is where all the friends happen. And I will randomly send you one person's phone number every month so that you can Do you actually? No, God, no. Okay, okay. My friends could easily beat me up. I don't know. Andrew doesn't have access to our patrons. Don't worry. (laughs) It's on Discord and it scares me. I try sometimes. I thought you were going to say Andrew doesn't have access to our phone number. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Wait. Wait, wait, they, they make you contact them through, uh, uh, oh shit, what's the name of that app? Well, now I feel like an idiot, that just died. Okay, so cool joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, really ending on a strong note with me forgetting that Haggard can read and, <laughs> <laughs> and it all went downhill from there. Um, man, that is a big dum-dum from me. I feel like usually when I make a mistake, I'm like, who cares? But now I'm like, that's embarrassing. <laughs> no, it's but fine. It's not a big defense, deal. In my defense, the Monster Book of Monsters, they barely even used that. That was just for the drama, baby. <laughs> it was, truly. <laughs> yeah. It had a whole mouth and everything. Maybe it spoke you the answers. Like, Oh, yeah, but you got to translate them from <laughs> Yeah, from monster. <laughs> yeah, from just just chewing. Oh my gosh. That's the end of the chapter. Nav, is there anything that you want to go back to and rehash? Like anything that we failed to mention? Any favorite moments or shout outs? I think we did pretty well. Uh, There was a little nearly headless Nick. Love to see that guy. Oh yeah. And and he's there just long enough for Ron to say something rude. Oh, yeah. Um, he does love being a confidant of Harry's, you know? <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah, Nick's bragging about telling someone that he's got, yeah, he's like Harry's best friend and knows all the tea. 
Yeah, that, like that was the only other like there's. Yeah, I think we covered it. It was a fairly short chapter. or Maybe I'm just used to longer chapters with the other book. But yeah, no, I think it is a shorter chapter. Usually the chapters are about 25 pages in my Scholastic, you know, hardcover American mm-hmm. edition. And this one was like like 17 or 18 pages. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, it only took me like 10 minutes to read it. Yeah, <laughs> I was surprised, too. I was like, I feel like I just sat down. And I'm just like getting I- up again. Since I had such a long day, I was at home and after eating dinner, I looked up and the time was like 6.17 and I was like, shit, I haven't even read the chapter yet. (laughs) (laughs) And we were recording in less than 45 minutes. But that's all you needed. I and then all of a sudden, Harry's talking about a busted nose. What the fuck is happening? (laughs) What is happening? (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, the oh. further along we get in the series, the more when I ask people if they have any last thoughts, they're like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm good. Harmit, any last thoughts? I don't think so. I'll just see. I'll just Hermione do a quick didn't scroll. get anything in this chapter. Yeah. No. All Hermione got to do is fix something. Harry broke. What's uh, new? <laughs> and then go off to be bossy. <laughs> uh. She deserves so much better. Yeah. Her tonks. We didn't get any mention of McGonagall. Oh, we did get Trelawney. Oh, yeah. You know? She was there. And she's joining weird. the feast, which always, is like a first. She's always glittering with all her like <laughs> necklaces and shawls. Wait, is that like something that like is in the books where she's just leaving her stuff? No, I said glittering. Glittering. <laughs> I heard glittering. Like she's walking. Oh she's walking. You were like, like cite your sources. Mean? What do you mean she's, she's glittering? Like, oh she sh- every step she takes, she leaves well, the shawl. Well, she is kind behind. of absent-minded, you know. So she, she could leave stuff. Places. She's she like, this will just move. I prophesize that it'll move. <laughs> she strikes me as the kind of person who nervously rips up napkins and then leaves tiny piles of ripped-up paper everywhere. <laughs> That's yeah. me, but I throw yeah. it out. I don't leave it. But, I, but I do the ripping. Honestly, I had the vision of you ripping something, and I was like, wait, why does that come to mind? <laughs> no, I just, so I guess I've seen you do that. Like, you know, those, like, like back in the day when you would go somewhere and they would give you, like, plastic cups, I would just, I'd, like, drink, like, my water or whatever, and then I would rip the entire thing up into tiny little pieces and then keep one big mm, piece to put all the what? other pieces in and then go throw it out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, that's smart. <laughs> it was You're turning thing. that into a fidget toy. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Single use plastic. Bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is my plea. <laughs> oh my no, definitely not. Now I have. Now I can afford fidgets. I don't need it. <laughs> Andrew, any last words? No. Actually, I just sorry. Before we end, I just feel the need to just reaffirm my hatred for Severus. I just. Every time that he interacts with anyone, like, you know, and then people are like, oh, he loved Lily. Honestly, did he ever actually have a positive interaction with her? Like, are we sure? Are we sure that Mm. just because he loved her, he was ever actually like, like, I don't think, you know, she's on her deathbed. She's thinking about her life. It's flashing. It's flashing in front of her eyes. If she thinks back to Severus Snape, I don't think she's like, wow, Severus. The one who who got away. (laughs) The one who got away. Like, who would? (laughs) And just every time, like, he blames Harry for something. And then he doesn't let him finish. And he just cuts him off. And it makes me so mad. Yeah. And that's, like, the least of all the terrible things he does. But just, 
everything no, he's that he a does. Bad guy. I hate him. I mean, him and yeah. Lily. Him and Lily were friends when they were like young, but no. definitely like in their adulthoods. I think not. No I think she yeah, has not no thought way. about him since she married James. Honestly, and who would just because he like wasn't like loyal to Voldemort doesn't mean he was an evil piece of shit. Yeah. Like he clearly was. Yeah. Yeah. He was just evil in the more like everyday kind of way, which is yes, just much more relatable than Voldemort is, honestly. Yeah, he's just like like he just is like an incel. Like he just like yeah is like will not drop this woman, and it's like that's his whole life, even though she doesn't care about him, and she's dead. Yeah, and since she's dead, he can't take it out on her, so he's taking it out on Harry instead. Boo. Snape. Wow, what a cheerful, uplifting ending to this. <laughs> you brought down the vibe, Harmut. I'm sorry. No, I had good. to. It's good. It's important. <laughs> hmm, I'm like, how to cheer this up? What funny thing? Hmm. Hmm. Did one funny thing happen? Hmm. Just dessert for dinner. <laughs> That's a little funny. There's gotta be something. I mean, funny there was like a cute. There was like point. a cute little moment where like. You know, he's like, oh, Hagrid is here. And then Hagrid, like, waves at him really excitedly. Like, that was really sweet. Oh, that is really cute. And it was like, yeah. Hagrid's the only but, one like, who would do that. And it was adorable. Ron's like, hey, look, there's Hagrid. He's waving at you. And then Harry looks. So that means, like, <laughs> Hagrid's waving. And, like, <laughs> not even while Harry's looking at him. <laughs> That's very cute. Like, Harry looks over after he's told yeah. that Hagrid's waving at him. <laughs> I also like that the only thing Harry could think of to look at his reflection to confirm that there was still blood on his face or not was a spoon. (laughs) That's an interesting choice. Yeah. I guess he didn't have his phone and selfie camera. Well, I mean, I would. I just know when I I have something all across my face. Yeah. I'm I'm not even being funny anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I've done sometimes is I sometimes take off my glasses and look in the reflection in my glasses. Oh, it's cool that you can see that far without your glasses. Oh, no, I can't. I really cannot. The glasses (laughs) are like like, I just hold it close enough. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I don't do that. I don't. It definitely works with sunglasses. You had a light source right behind it. Well, it Mm. didn't work when the light source was right in front of me either. I gotta try everything. <laughs> try everything. Need to be standing parallel to the uh, as light source. Mm-hmm. I'll try it with mirrored sunglasses next time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's time to wrap it on up. It's time to move on to plugs. We are not plugging film or TV right now, just kind of like as a rule on the network because of the WGA and SAG after strikes. I always have to think about that when I'm saying it, you know, make sure I get the letters in the right order in my mouth. But I would love to start by plugging our Patreon just one more time because I've had to reorganize a lot of that shit because a lot of that shit was film reviews. So we have some fun stuff coming up the rest of this year on the bonus show. Um, we're doing fucking Moss, not Harry Potter not mystery nonsense quiz. We got uh, an episode about the midnight releases. Um, and then as we kind of get into like maybe early next year we start starting to wind down the series we got some really cool episodes about Dumbledore good guy or bad guy Snape good guy or bad guy 
fascism in Harry Potter, like some big topics like that that we'll be discussing on the bonus show. So are you going to cover the theory of Dumbledore having a Horcrux? What is that theory? It's a theory that Dumbledore made a Horcrux. <laughs> oh, uh, Google it. I think. Uh, so, yes, we are now. <laughs> yeah. Look into that. <laughs> it's really interesting. It's oh. actually kind of convincing. It's oh, like it's, um, it talks about how his Horcrux would be Fox. Yeah. Phoenix. Yeah. I, I read it like a long time ago or maybe watched a video. I can't remember, but interesting. Okay. I like that. So yeah, we will be talking about that. <laughs> cool. Cool. In the Dumbledore episode. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, Harmit Nov, one or both of you, um, remind the listeners, uh, what your podcast is about and where they can find you. Harmuth, you go ahead and do it because you're much more peppy. <laughs> oh my God. And here I was like, I won't have to worry about that today. Okay. Really? <laughs> I will do my best. Okay. So uh, who's being the Ron today? <laughs> Excuse me. Oh my gosh. That's so insulting. Okay. Um You were literally about to go to the back of the line and pretend it wasn't your job. <laughs> Whatever. It's fine. At least I'm loyal, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> like one routine. We're actually like loving this extended But metaphor. he abandoned them in the last <laughs> book. Okay, so you know what? Really. There, was a, times, fucking, there was a lot fucking. There was a lot fucking going on. He comes okay? back. He comes, he comes back. back. And I am a Ron <laughs> apologist. If there ever is one. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, there was a lot going on. Okay, homeboy really tried. Um. Did he though? This he is not what we're talking try. about. <laughs> he tried to try. Okay, do the thing. Okay. Harmit's podcast is about how much we love Ron. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. It's called the I've One One to... Weekly. <laughs> Wait, that's genius. <laughs> no, no, no. It's got to be the One John because she's also a Jon Snow fangirl. So we just got to throw <gasps> that in the there. The One John Sandwich. That's good. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, if you want to hear me defend Jon Snow until there's no tomorrow, <laughs> you can hop over to <laughs> Or no Jon Snow. <laughs> da <Dun>, da <dun>, dun. <laughs> <laughs> can't take this seriously. Okay. So Nav and I have a podcast, um, and it's called A Song of Ice and Fire Symposium. Um, and we are a pop culture symposium, I guess. Um, and the whole premise of our <laughs> podcast is that I am unspoiled. I We're reading the book series, A Song of Ice and Fire, and we're going through a few chapters every episode. Um, and mm. I started off the series not knowing really anything about it. Um, but now you have a lot of it. Like, you have most of, I think, like, the main cultural references Yeah, now. we just hit Red Wedding a couple episodes ago. Yeah, that's the last one. Almost made me fully quit, mm. but it's okay. I didn't quit. Um, we also recently just watched the first episode of Game of Thrones um, for our 100th episode, like, celebration. And Amazing. So <laughs> you can go check that out. Um, our Instagram is Pop Culture Symposium. Pop Symposium. I don't know. Pop Culture Symposium. Thank you. Our Instagram yeah. is Pop Culture Symposium. Um, just search up a Song of Ice and Fire Symposium and on wherever us. you listen to podcasts and uh, ignore the name and just get past <laughs> that. Yeah, actually, honestly, just click the link in the show notes. Someone said <laughs> yes, in the Discord, they were like, because I was like, oh, like, how did yeah, you find our podcast? Listen, like, you know? I thought the name was a little sus, but I gave it a try anyway, and I'm so glad I did. <laughs> but, but it was really... <laughs> Which I think so they're like, true. what is... 
It's like, what is a symposium? That's my thing. I think we were I, just, I just, we were it's really, just a fun word. We were trying to find meaning in the middle of 2020 when things just like didn't have meaning. So we just, <laughs> yeah, what would just, that be like? <laughs> it means a conference or meeting to discuss a particular subject. I mean, straight on. That's yeah, appropriate. Yeah, but we, we also, didn't need to go that like regal with it. You know, we could have just said like book club. Well, I didn't realize we were going to get so bogged down by this book series, even though I knew exactly how long it was. I was like, we could cover other things. And then we could be like the the Harry Potter symposium. Not that we would cover Harry Potter, but like, you know. Fun fact. When we started, Nev was like, let's start with the Song of Ice and Fire symposium. And I was like, you've told me how long that is. We are not doing that. And usually when like Nev's really passionate about something, I go with it. But I was like, no, we're not doing that. Like, we're not starting off because we need to, like, fail a few times. So we started off and we reviewed Watchmen on and we recorded on Skype. So, oh, whoa, I didn't know that. So clearly we yeah, never released it. Yeah, but it's not published anywhere. It oh, sits okay. on, on like, a hard drive not d- doing anything. It was just, like, a trial run. Yeah. That's so cute. That's such a good idea. Wow. If Right? Wasn't it? If only we had done that to you, dear listeners, you, we could have avoided all of season one. Oh, it didn't help then we our... we would have had eight people around one table. And we'll probably never do it again. <laughs> no, but, well, okay, no, sorry. I was about to reference the thing you're doing next, but I can't, so I'm not gonna. Ha <laughs> Beep! Harmit, <laughs> <laughs> have you been reading... Or playing or doing anything recently you think the listeners of our podcast would enjoy? Um, I just started, um, oh my god, what was it called? Oh, um, (laughs) it's fine. I literally just started it, but it's really good. Okay. (laughs) They said this would be fun. Race, campus life, and growing up by Eternity Martis. And it's pretty much like, it's like a memoir type thing. Homie went to school in Western, Western, Western University, I think it's called. And it's like in Toronto. And so it's like a very real, like, kind of like growing up as a, not growing up, um, doing like their undergrad degree as a person of color, going to Western University. And so it's very relatable, very like eye opening and just very cool. Cause it's like, right, you know, it's a hop, skip and a jump away. So it hits very close. Um, and it's, it's, cool. it's a really good, it's a really good read. And, um, I think Eternity Martis was like also doing a tour of like a bunch of Canadian universities as well. Um, so yeah, that's why well, I just started it. I'm like 50 pages in and it's really good. Awesome. Thank you so much for the rec. Nav, what about you? What have you been up to lately that you'd like to plug? Um, well, I consume a lot of media because escapism, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. but the other place that I've been finding escape is in my pottery classes. And I want to plug those because I recommend everybody try pottery at least once and not like a workshop. Like those are cool, but like actually sign yourself up for a class that lasts like maybe a couple sessions at least. Mm -hmm. Give it a go. It's so relaxing. Usually I need to have something playing in my ears at all times of the day to just like have a like a base level Mm -hmm. baseline level of calm. But when I'm doing the pottery and like you're on the wheel and you're trimming or if you're glazing whatever it is it's so calming that i don't need any of that stuff wow so try that out i'm the same i always have to be listening to something so maybe i will there's a pottery studio right around the corner and then you like have like uh 
the fruits of your oh, failures and successes. Oh, I love And they may the be wobbly, bowls. but I made them. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I love those. Andrew, what are you plugging this week? Well, to avoid striked content. Sure. I guess the last thing I uh, used an audible credit on is it recommended that I listen to uh, Crying in H Mart. Oh, and are you doing that? I listened to it in one day and Whoa. I cried in my bedroom while listening to Crying in H Mart. It is, yeah, it definitely, is um, intense. <laughs> definitely beware if you have like mom issues <laughs> or any parents' issues. Like, it, no, it, not at all. <laughs> we would not know. Yeah, I, I like I said, I highly like Tina said. As long if you're if you can withstand it, I highly recommend it. It is very, uh, it's like scrubbing your emotions with a very coarse brush. Like you, you yeah. just like it gets raw. It gets you raw as shit. And uh, yeah, I I didn't know what I expected, but it wasn't that, and I, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. It like, says crying right on the cover. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you thought it was gonna be more H Mart, less crying. Yeah, no, I thought it. I thought it was gonna be more. It's okay. I don't know. I don't like. like I, said, I don't know what I thought. But hey, you you read it, listeners, and tell tell me what you thought about it. Yeah, we read down. it for the Deus Sex Media Book Club maybe like two years ago. So I th I know at least some of our listeners have read that one. Um, kind of tonally similar. I'm gonna plug. I don't think I've plugged this one on the show before. So sorry if I have. But I'm gonna plug the Age of Cage. Uh, four, dec uh, yeah. four decades of Hollywood through one singular career, a biography of Nicolas Cage's acting career, not his personal life, written by Keith Phipps. It's a bright, vivid orange cover with Nicolas Cage's face on it. Y'all know that I have a bit of a special interest in Nicolas Cage. And this biography was very interesting, especially since I've recently watched almost all of his movies. Y'all, I still haven't finished. Isn't that wild? I said I was going to do it by the end of last year. And I got, I think literally 95% of the way done. I've never had such a hard time completing a task in my life. I just have to watch like four more movies, but I like don't have it in me, but watching all his <laughs> movies and then reading this book, it was like very interesting to see like the arc of his career because I didn't watch the movies in order, but they're all, like literally every single one of his movies gets contextualized in this book. And I just think it's like a very interesting portrait of like an artist, honestly. Yeah. So there. Yeah, I've heard you talk about it like on social media. Yeah, I just find him very interesting. <laughs> it's like he's such a good actor, but he's also like such a bad actor. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's got the real range. It's not the <laughs> highs and the lows. It's the good or the bad acting. <laughs> the highest amplitude of any acting skill I've ever seen. <laughs> Uh, well, that's the end of that. That's the end of our plugs. That's the end of our show. Harmit, Nav, thank you so much for coming back always. I appreciate you for your time and your energy so much. Thank you for having us. And uh, th this chapter, I'm glad that we got to go on so many tangents because yeah. the chapter itself wasn't too substantial. Yes, I, I really have liked all the little side conversations we've gotten in today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. This was so fun. And it was, I think this is our first time like doing a different podcast together. So it's like a little milestone. Yeah, because mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I've had y'all on separately yeah. before. Um, let me see. Okay. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see y'all back. Um, I have Navon 
for chapter eight, like I said, next May. So we'll, I guess we'll <laughs> talk between now and May about if we're going to do y'all on this, that both on that chapter if we're, or if I want to spread it out more because there's almost 40 chapters in that book. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, anytime. Anytime. Whatever you want. <laughs> Hell yeah. And I will be reaching out to you about my next project. <gasps> so just you wait. Just you wait. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know how to end podcast, so I'll probably Bye. I'm probably gonna end it like on that. Like, get the I, fuck out of here. Get, get, get out of my face. Oh, that's so season one. I'm done with you. <laughs> wow, guys, isn't it just like coming home? <laughs> that's it, potheads. Thanks for listening to the Restricted section. This podcast is produced and hosted by me, Christina Kahn. Our theme music was produced by Ryan Kahn. Our logo was designed by Michael Hardison. Please connect with us on Twitter at RestrictedPod, on Instagram at RestrictedSectionPod, on Facebook at RestrictedSectionPod, or in our Facebook group, The Restricted Section Detention Crew. Join our Patreon to get access to our Discord server, our bonus episodes, and other cool perks. We're also very happy to be a member of Deus Ex Media, where all you fucking nerds can find all kinds of fandom podcasts to suit your fancy. Have you ever gotten so distracted in Stardew Valley that you forgot to sleep? Have you realized that you have a whole room in your house full of dolls? Or have you even bored your friends to sleep talking about your passion? Well then, Content Capable is the podcast for you. Join me, Sam, as I chat to people passionate about what they do, asking questions about how they fell in love with their passion, what they do, and how it interacts with their day-to-day lives. Catch the podcast every Monday as I find out what makes someone tick, all while gleaning interesting and insightful life lessons along the way. There'll be laughs, a bit of crying, a whole lot of conversations, and we learn just a little bit more about the world around us. Six times. I I had just stopped recording when you said that. It's okay. I have it. I'm recording. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I am also still recording. Okay, so should I stop now? Yeah, no, no more good jokes, guys. I'm honestly lightheaded. That was fantastic. Dave X Media.